Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. Welcome to worship. Let's all stand. All right. Everybody's all chit-chatting and all that. All right, isn't he good? Isn't he good? We have so much to be thankful for. And so this morning, we are just turning our attention to you, Jesus. I was on the way here. I kept listening to that song, Waymaker. And I'm like, <laughs> he makes a way when it, where we can't even do it. Like, he is in the midst of it all. And what we don't see, he is there. He is working things out for our good constantly. He is faithful, faithful, faithful. So God, we just turn our affection to you this morning and we just push back any anything that is outside of just your presence. We focus on your presence, your love, your power. God, we ask you to release healing in the room today. Who has a sick body? We ask you, God, to release healing in the room. We ask you, God, to release deliverance in the room. God, we ask you to release healing to broken hearts in the room. And we just say we trust you, Jesus. We lift you high. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. In Acts in the book of Acts, when we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and Peter preached and 3,000 souls were added to the church in one day, it talks about daily they were being added, more people were coming to the church, were coming into saving faith in Jesus, right? It's because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and people getting touched by the power of God and all they could do was open up their hands and say thank you Jesus I want someone else to experience what I've experienced and I want to tell you at the beginning of this year Lori had a word I don't know if you guys remember this freedom she said freedom in the last couple of days there was a number of us who were touched with a level of freedom and deliverance that we have not experienced before and I want to tell you it's coming for us here and it's coming for us in this region. God wants us, Jesus wants us to walk hand in hand with him. He wants us to move in signs, miracles, and wonders. He wants us to heal the sick, cast out demons. He wants us to make disciples, you guys, this is real. There are real demons, there are real devils in this world and Jesus is zealous, he is zealous. I saw a picture in my mind's eye the other day while driving Jesus running through an open field and screaming at the top of his lungs because he so desires our freedom. You guys, when we are awakened to worship Jesus, there is no greater pleasure. When you can open your mouth in complete freedom and say, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is no greater pleasure than that. No greater pleasure than that. He wants that for every single one of us. So I'm telling you here today, if you feel burdened, heavy laden, whatever it is, grief, Jesus wants to meet you. 
He is everything that we need. And I'm telling you, if you've been in the fight for a long time, stay with it. Stay with it because there is a day of greater deliverance coming for you. And we are here as a family to do this together. No one in here is alone. No one in here is alone. And you might feel like it, but I'm telling you, walls are coming down. We are going to be the family of affection. Family of affection. Affection. We can say that we're a family, but I want to tell you there's a lot of families that don't have affection. That's not what God wants for us. We're going to be a family of affection. Affection. Meaning I see you and I throw my arm around you and I say, I love you because I see who you are in Christ. And I see how he feels about you. Amen. <laughs> Sorry. So I, I want to... Yeah. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Do it, God. Yes, God. Do it, 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 God. We can't do it in our own strength, God. Do it, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for the anointing. Let's invite it. You guys ready? How many of you know that you need the anointing as much as the one releasing the word? Amen. So put your hand on your heart and ask for the anointing to anoint the anointer to the to anoint you. Because this word can be life changing. Amen. So Holy Spirit, we just ask right now. We pray for you to release your anointing. I pray for you to release your anointing on your word. I pray, Lord, that you would release your anointing on me to release it in power with revelation from you. I pray for all of us and the whole congregation, God, that you would anoint them to be receivers of this powerful word of yours, that you would anoint their hearts, that you would anoint their minds and their ears to be responsive to you and to your word as it's pouring out. We thank you for the power of your anointing that breaks yokes, that empowers, that equips, that strengthens, that shakes, that shatters what needs to shatter. And so, Lord, release your anointing over us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go after it. You guys ready? Amen. Second <clears throat> uh, Peter, Second Peter. If you'll turn there and get in that, and um, as you're as you're turning uh, to the Word, uh, get that open there. I just want to apologize in advance if I start coughing. I've been fighting something off this week, and we're still kind of wrestling a little bit, but. Uh, Seems like normally uh, when I get up here and start to preach, all that will just kind of fade away. And uh, so we'll believe that together. But <clears throat> if I do a little, I apologize for that. Amen. You guys ready? I can feel uh, anticipation, and that's a really good thing. Because the Lord responds to anticipation and expectation. And so um, let's dig. I want to start in uh, chapter 1, 2 Peter and 1. 
And I want to read verse 1 through 4, and I want to recap just a tad bit from last week. going to take just a minute, and then we're going to move forward. So uh, grab on. You ready? So there is Simon Peter, and he is a bondservant. He states who he is, and then he states what he does. He says, I'm Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ. And then he uh, lets us know he's speaking to us. To those who have obtained a like precious faith uh, with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. And here we go, verse 3. As His divine power, everybody say Holy Spirit, <clears throat> has given. You need to probably circle that word has and highlight it and draw arrows all the way around it so that you know it's right there for you to have. Stop waiting for it. Step into it and receive it. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, for, for by which uh, have been given, this is awesome, uh, exceedingly and great precious promises, I'm here to thank for the promises of God, that through these you may be partaker, we can... Through these promises, we can become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Just a second on this. A couple, couple comments from last week. Peter, 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 uh, Peter taps into to who he is and, and describes himself here. And in... Um, Last week I talked a little bit about this word bondservant, so I just want to hit that real quick for those of you that wasn't here. But this word bondservant is powerful uh, because what this is is really a slave, but it's not a slave that's made a slave, it's a slave that chooses to be a slave. And it's a life term. Matter of fact, uh, you guys go home and figure this out or talk to our, the Bible scholars that's in the church, but... The tradition was in those days that that in what when this what this is referencing is is people there were people that were slaves they were slaves because they were they were sold or called to be slaves in that in that time to their masters but through through growing relationally whatever they chose I I want to serve my master I want to give my life to serving my master and they would actually take and they would use this thing that would pierce their ear it'd be a marking and everyone just knew that that was that was a bond servant that was someone that was willingly living to stay to serve the master peter is saying i am a bond servant a bond servant is one who is in service to and entirely at the disposal of his master by choice how many want to be sold out to that point for jesus Amen. A lot of us want the we want what a master has. Again, last week I talked a lot about about how the church ministers on sonship, and we we need that because we need more people to step up in their identity as sons and daughters. But we also need to live in the reality that as sons and daughters, we're called to serve the master and to be bond servants. So I'm like God, just awaken that inside of us. Everybody doing okay so far? All right, and then it goes on just a little bit, and um, 
and then uh, he, he, he establishes that he's talking to the church. He's talking to people of, of like-minded, precious faith. And then he says this, he says, May grace and peace be multiplied to you. So the multiplication of grace and peace, and maybe I'll come back and minister on those two things at another time, but, but may they be multiplied to you. And then he, and then he, sa- he, get, he tells how. And he says, In the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. So may grace... Right? May grace and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. So multiplication's what? It's growth. So there's continual growth and there's continual increase. There's continual change. Grace and mercy continually multiply. And come on, all from our pursuit of knowing Jesus. As our pursuit is on Jesus and we're not getting distracted by what's happening around us because life happens and church happens and business happens and finances happen and marriage happens. And come on, all this stuff is happening and we got decisions and there's things we agree with, there's things we don't agree with, and yet yeah, we're all still running together. You have all these different things. And Peter's talking to people of like-minded faith, so he's talking to the church, and he's saying, listen, don't miss this. Get it straight. Grow in mercy. Go in grace. Grow in peace. Let these things be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's like everything comes through our interaction and our intimacy with the Lord and in our pursuit of Him. Amen? And then, in, in the, so, so in the pursuit uh, 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 and, and obedience as bondservants, then it goes into the next verse. And this is it. I'm about to help you guys. You ready? So it says, as you're pursuing Jesus and the knowledge of Jesus, come you know we don't all have it figured out yet. Okay? If you think you haven't figured out, make an appointment with me on Monday. I'm going to help you because you need humbled. Seriously. Come on. Your, 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 your growth just got stunted. Is that right? Does it say that? Oh, good. Okay. So here's this call to step in, to grow, to mature, to keep our focus on Jesus. And this is powerful. In verse 3 it says, In the pursuit of Him... In obedience, as bondservants, choosing to be there, to serve the Master, to be at His beck and call, whatever He needs, whatever He says, I go, I'll do. It says this, it says, we do this as His divine power gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. One of the greatest promises in Scripture right there. Come on, someone. As His divine power gives us all things that pertain to life and God. Can I tell you what? His divine power is available to you. It's the Holy Spirit. So as His divine powers, let, 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 let grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God as His divine power in the pursuit of Him gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He will give you all things that you will need that will pertain to your life and godliness. You cannot make your life godly. 
He will give you all that you need and can line you up. He won't make you. He won't force you. He cannot do it for you. What he does is equip you for you to step in that and then makes available to you to have all things to live this life out with grace and peace being multiplied by the power of God. Come on, somebody. So that you can walk this thing. I'm, I'm giving some people some hope today. Because they're like, man, this, this walk of faith thing is hard. No, this walk of faith thing is impossible without God. It is impossible without the power of God. You cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. You can look it. You can talk it. You can act it. You can fake it. You can want it. You can beg for it. But it is not going to happen without the power of God inside of you. But I'm telling you, with the power of God, you have all things made available to you to walk this thing out as a son and daughter and bondservant of the King Jesus. That in all things that pertain to life and godliness. I'm supposed to just be, I am not, I'm coming to just move a little bit quicker. Everybody good? I just, this is just one of the most powerful passages of Scripture in the whole book for me. Second Peter chapter 1. Are you good? So, so, so everybody say, it's not in my strength. His divine power. But we have to yield to it. All right. Through the knowledge of Him, Jesus. How do you gain knowledge? How do we gain knowledge? Because all this, we're going to talk a little bit more about this in a minute. Because every, every, all, this is everything's bringing us back to our knowledge of God and of, of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Right? Everything. So how do we do this? How do we gain knowledge? It's by pursuit. It's by pursuit. It's not just by waiting. Now, if you're, if, you're, if you're pursuing Him in the waiting, then that's a beautiful thing. But time will just go by if you're not pursuing Him in the waiting. And so, so it's in the pursuit. It's in the seeking. It's in the, it's in the listening. It's in the learning. It's in the growing. It's in being teachable. It's in the understanding that you don't understand everything. It's in the knowing that you don't know everything. It's in the, it's in the revelation that some of the things you've been taught, you need retaught. It's in, the, it's in the revelation that some things God has given you and laid a foundation for you. Now He wants to add to that. It's multiplication. It's growth. It's maturity. It's revelation. It's precept built upon precept upon precept by, by the level of your maturity. You've been able to grow. Come on, someone. And so, so here we are in this pursuit of growing in this knowledge and, 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 and seeking and listening and learning and having eyes to see and truly ears to hear. How many times in Scripture does it say, to he who has ears to hear, spiritual ears to hear and eyes to see. Come on, someone. Everybody say, spend time with them. All right. And then we, we go down and we, we're in verse 4. And it says, we've been given these precious promises by which we live by. We've been, we, so, so, so by these precious promises, as we live by them, now this, because this, I just talked about this divine power, but now watch this. We can be partakers of His divine nature. Somebody? Some of you need to throw out that old, old saying, um, I am who I am, or this is me, take it or leave it. No, you died. 
I feel like <laughs> almost <clears throat> <clears throat> we can be partakers of his divine do you know that you know that word divine is supernatural so that we we can truly be partakers of his supernatural nature wow how I mean, you know the promises are always contingent on obedience the promises are always contingent on our obedience. So as bond servants in obedience, His promises are released in our lives. Allowing us then to be partakers of His divine nature uh, and the attributes of God. Okay. Alright. Verse 5. Everybody good? Amen. Okay, so here's today's sermon. And this is a little recap from last week. Uh, If you want to go back, you can listen to it and uh, shared a little bit more about that, but we're going to walk through this today. I like other direction that we're going to be going. <clears throat> verse five, right? Just follow along with me. We're just, we're just going to read through verse fifteen, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay, so so we're carrying through this same thing. This this. Uh, this seeking of knowledge of God, uh, His divine power in us uh, through the precious promises as we're living on obedience, uh, that, that we can be partakers of the nature of God. And then now here, verse 5, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, then you will be neither barren nor unfruitful, watch this, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Peace and mercy are multiplied through the knowledge of God if you go back to the very beginning of this passage, right? Okay, so these things are necessary for those things to be multiplied. You tracking with me? Where am I? Huh? Eight? Okay, verse nine. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble, for so an entrance will be applied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now look at this in verse 12. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you, though you know and you're established. Peter, like he's talking, you know these things. You've been established in these things. But yet, yet he's saying, I'm not going to be negligent, even, even, though, even, though, you've been, you, even though you're usually here every Sunday, even though you usually come to Bible study on Wednesday, even though you're a regular member or whatever, and you know these things, he says. Verse 13, Yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me more of all, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. I mean, Peter, this is a big deal to Peter. Yeah. 
So let's go. You guys ready? Let's chop these off a little bit. <clears throat> now we get into the heart of this message. And this is what was really stirring in me in the cry of Peter to these, to these uh, other believers as he says, add to your faith. Everybody say add. So he says, add to your faith. Add to, add to, add to your faith. Add. Uh, what's that mean? So add to your faith. Add. Increase to your faith. Increase. Uh, keep growing. Keep building. Keep maturing. Uh, uh, get stronger. Um, as I said earlier, the reality here is that we won't nat- it's not going to naturally happen on its own, right? Right? So uh, we've got to help. We've got to be intentional of adding these things to our faith. We've got to be intentional in, in maturing. Um, so Peter says, with all, with all diligence, do this. Keep growing. Okay. Um, let me jump in here. <clears throat> Let's look at these. These uh, I think there's eight things that, that Peter gives. So we're just going to talk about them for a moment, and then I'm going to have a little bit of time of ministry uh, down here. So Peter says, add to your faith. So what's he talking about when he says faith? Add, add, add to your faith. So Peter's, Peter's not talking about Peter's not talking about your faith to lay hands on the sick, uh, that they could be healed, like that, that realm of faith. He's not talking about faith and believing for the, the things that are impossible. Peter's talking about your faith in Christ. He's talking about the faith as a believer. He's talking about the faith in the death, burial, and the resurrection. The faith in being a child of God, right? The thing that's going to get you saved and the faith that's going to get you to heaven. So Peter says, in that faith, when we come into the kingdom of God and we become sons and daughters and we become bond servants, right? So we step in. Hey, I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. I got baptized. I go to church now. I pay my tithes. I serve at BBS, I do these things. And, and then now we and then we just kind of go on with stuff. And Peter says, no, 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 listen, here's the key to maturity. Here's the key to growing. Here's the key to, to his divine power operating inside of you. And you you be you being able to be partakers of the divine nature. A lot of people never operate in the divine power of God and experience the, the divine nature of God because they never add to their faith they get their faith they cling to it and they just hope they're going to go to heaven soon so peter's saying this is such a big deal to me that as long as i'm in the tent i'm going to continue to stir you up and remind you hey are you adding to your faith today what are you doing to add to your faith come on somebody so this is what he's talking about in that (coughs) and then he gives this one let's go (coughs) sorry Woo. Add to your faith virtue. Ah, now I got work to do. So now I got work to do. Here's your work. You're not going to grow without work. How many of you love to work? I mean, I like to work, but how many of you love to work? So now we got work to you got work to do. <coughs> Every day. Lord, <coughs> that tickles. <coughs> and it can't tickle right now. <laughs> Let's talk about virtue for a minute. 
The NIV uh, <clears throat> uses the word goodness here. But here it is, virtue. So I'm going to add to my faith. I've got work to do today. Today I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be intentionally <coughs> adding to my faith virtue. Here's virtue. This is a big deal. <coughs> it's behavior. Thank you. Behavior showing high moral standards. It's your character. <clears throat> you know what this... There's, here, here's another side of this. You know what this tells me? This tells me at the moment of my faith to put my faith in Jesus Christ that I'm not perfect. It means I'm not going to get it all right. It means i got issues. Come on. It also means that, that, in, that in that faith I have everything within me. Come on. His divine power to be able to step into and experience His divine nature. And then in growing in the knowledge of Him, then now I need to add to my faith. And I've got work to do today that I've got to grow and add to my character. I've got to grow and add to my virtue. Can I tell you something? I cannot add to my wife's virtue. Now I can help her and I can encourage her and, and, and I can do all of those things, but I can't add to it. We're responsible. We do this. Add to your faith virtue. Behavior showing high moral standards. So Peter says, add to your faith virtue. Be intentional. Be intentional in growing high moral standards. Um, uh, be intentional in getting in obedience to the Word of God and staying in the Word. What's God's Word say about this? What's God's Word say about this conversation? What's God's Word say about this decision? What's God's Word say about about uh, me being involved in this not not how I feel about it not what I think about it not my old experiences but what's God's word come on guys that's all virtue so I'm adding to my faith every day decisions that are lining me up with the with the word of God and I'm adding virtue to my faith every day come on so add to your faith there's our lifestyle change right there amen there's our lifestyle right, right there. Be diligent in it. Be intentional. And then secondly, he says, um, add to your virtue knowledge. Now, now again, in verse 3 it says, <clears throat> God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of, of Him. So, how, how, how do we add to our knowledge of the Lord? And so th this could be a whole sermon on itself. I'm just kind of hopefully getting you guys itchy here where you can go, go dig into it a little bit. But out of everything that I could talk about in this particular one, the thing that one of the things that stood out to me was uh, in Proverbs, in chapter 9, where it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. <clears throat> How many of you know that we, we see less and less fear of the Lord come on t in today? Like more and more we begin to see less fear of the Lord. Definitely in the world, like there's the things that they do and the blasphemy and the mocking of the Holy Spirit and the Savior and different things. Like it's, I'm like, Lord... It's heartbreaking what's gonna, how that's going to end up for them. But I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the church. Come on, somebody. 
And so I'm like, God, uh, I want to grow in knowledge by bringing myself in alignment with the fear and reverence for the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a, is a posture of reverence to do everything to want to please the Lord because He's worthy and He's sovereign and He's King. Come on, somebody. So God, bring us into that place. God, let every word that comes out of my mouth, let come through the filter, God. Of, of, of seeking the, your knowledge. May, may it come through the filter of the fear of the Lord. Let my conversation with other people, God, before I enter into them, before my mouth opens or before my ear, as my ear is listening, God, let there be a filter of the fear of the Lord there that either releases the Word or holds it back or opens my ear or turns my ear and I walk away. Come on, someone. I'm talking about just some real life stuff now, if that's okay. But, but if we're going to be intentional in growing in maturity, then we're going to have to begin to add to our faith these things. So God, let us grow in the knowledge of the Lord. Uh, we, we grow through His Word. We grow, we grow through um, in knowledge through experiencing His attributes um, uh, as, we, as we yield to Him and seeking Him and walking with Him um, through the Holy Spirit, as I taught a couple weeks ago, who reveals the heart of the Father to us. Amen? And so, all of these ways. But, 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 but making, making just this point that we have to be diligent to add to our knowledge. Amen? Now, on this particular one, the two things that, that I felt like he highlighted for me are two things that on my own I wouldn't have probably talked about in the short amount of time that I had for it today. But one, one was the fear of the Lord, but the other one was humility. Because the other area that I see as a struggle in the church as a whole with people growing in the knowledge of the Lord is that they know it all. And when you know it all, you will you will end up not being in a church. That will become your end result. You will be your own teacher. I'm just going to go ahead and jump off of that now. Um, but I'm just saying, I do not know it all. Matter of fact, the more that I know, the more I learn that I don't know much. Seriously. But yet, it makes me want to learn more. But yet, as I said that, I said the more that I realize how much I don't know, it seems like the more I see Him. And then the more I see Him, then the more He just takes me closer and closer and closer. He's so good. And so I'm just saying, to grow, add to your virtue knowledge and to do that we are we're seeking him we're pursuing him we're we're operating in the fear of the lord and then and we and we've got to make sure we've got to maintain a teachable heart and a teachable spirit and do it in humility amen out of the desire to in everything to want to please him okay so add to your faith virtue and add to virtue knowledge. And then it says to add to your knowledge. Everybody grab, grab this. going to help you out. Add to your knowledge self-control. Well, I don't know about you, but I just thought when I got the Holy Spirit, He would just take care of that. 
because it's a fruit of the Spirit. Wouldn't that be good if the Holy Spirit just like moved us, pulled our hand away, closed our mouth, and kept it there most of the time? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? And so, so add to, we're talking about intentional maturity. Come on. Because He's preparing a bride. And so, so we got work to do. Everybody said we got work to do. Yeah. We're going to leave here today and everybody's going to be so glad to go to work. We're going to work. Add, add to your knowledge self-control. Let me just, okay. I believe the more you know Him, the more you encounter Him, the more you will want to obey Him. And that's why at the beginning of this passage, it's, it's, it's um, grace, may grace and peace be multiplied through the knowledge of God. And the more we know Him, the more we see Him, come on, the more, we, more we're stepping into that divine power and the divine nature is working in us and the fear of the Lord is operating Come on. And then we're adding to our faith virtue. We're adding to our faith knowledge. And then, and then here we are now. Ah, oh, through that, through that, the more you know Him, the more you see Him, the more you encounter Him, then the more you're going to want to obey Him. It's out of love, right? And it's out of love. Now it's not out of duty to lay things down. It's now it's not out of duty to give up old habits and break old addictions. Man, now, man, I want to I want to obey his word because I love him and I want to obey his word because I know his word is love. I know that everything he commands me to do in his word is for my benefit and for my life and to reflect his glory. Amen. So God bring us into that that revelation. So, so uh, add, add to your knowledge self-control. Let's just define self-control real quick. What is self-control? Control yourself uh, before you wreck yourself. Side note, I did have a couple good jokes prepared for this morning, but as I prayed about them, I feel like the Holy Spirit led me wisely to hold on to them for another day. I used self-control. Because I thought they were hilarious. But the ability to control your emotions and desires. You know what? It's a fruit of the Spirit. But you add to your faith self-control. And self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. If we walk in Him, He'll produce for us, come on, in divine power, it's made, he, 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 he will give us all things pertaining to life and godliness. They're made available for us, but we don't have to use them. So self-control is right there. You have self-control. You have self-control. Self-control is there for you to grab a hold of, to stop yourself. You can say no. You can keep your mouth closed. You can walk away. There is enough 
you've got enough of you, but more importantly, there's enough of His divine power and nature made available as a child of God that if you will add to your faith and grab a hold of what's available, you have self-control. That addiction can be broken. I don't care how many generations that it's gone through your family line. Come on, someone. That grief can be broken. That anger, all of that kind of junk. I'm here to tell someone today, there is freedom for you. This is work, but this is good news work. Because if you will do the work, He will produce on the other side of it the benefit of the work. And the benefit of it is freedom in Jesus' name. But we've got to begin to add to... I'm joking, but I had to show self-control to not tell those jokes. But now I'm having a really hard time not telling it. Now, even more. So I'm just going to walk this thing out and be a good godly example. And I'm choosing (laughs) self-control. Next week, I can't keep it in any longer. Then we'll we'll take a vote. (laughs) This is what Peter's saying. Everybody with me? I'm sorry, I got I got distracted, David. Sometimes it's good to get distracted. Take a breath. Everybody breathe. Some of you couldn't even take a deep breath. I felt that. Everybody take a deep breath. Like a relaxing deep breath of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that good? Um so Peter's saying you're gonna have to be uh diligent. You're gonna be intentional. This so this is here here's Here's our point here, and I'm going to move ahead, but you come to the Lord with this faith, and we have faith, and we love Jesus, and we got great worship experiences, and, and we have a great Sunday, and pastor gives us a good message that day, there's a strong anointing, and that's great, and then, and we do this, we lit, you know, this is a part of us, but, but guys, when, when you walk out that door, you're going to have to add to your faith self-control, no one can do it for you. Your spouse can't do it for you. Your pastor can't do it for you. And the Holy Spirit is not going to control you. He will convict you. He'll probe you. You'll know He's there. Come on. The closer that you get to Him, the more you know that you're, that you're not showing self-control. Right? Because you're, you're going to feel that battle in your spirit as your spirit filled. But we've got to yield to that. We've got to, we've got to choose ourselves. I'm, I'm choosing this. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping into self-control. So take, take responsibility. Add, add, add self-control. Tell your flesh no. Amen? Can I just say this real quick? Because, <clears throat> I mean, you know, we just don't like pain. Everybody wants freedom, but no one wants to go through the pain of freedom. Let me tell you what. This sin is costly. When it costs Jesus... But there's a truth that sin's costly. Because as you get into it, it's painful to get out of it. But everybody wants the, the Holy Spirit just to kind of completely remove that thing. And you, you know, Lord, take every temptation away. And even the smell of it and the desire for it. No, I mean, listen, you created that thing. Thank you, Jesus. That one's really been bothering me. So listen, this is real important to get this. If you'll allow your flesh to feel some pain, your spirit will flourish. Come on, man. Come on, I'm giving you some stuff today if you'll grab it, guys. This is big boy and girl stuff. And, like, and our kids. All, all these young people up here, man. 
Like, we, we, they know how to worship. We're teaching these things. We're growing them. They, they're here because they love Jesus. We've taught them to love Jesus. They know to love Jesus. They love Jesus. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're powerful. They know these things. But, and then now, we've got, we, by example, need to teach them that they got work to do. Like, Selah's going to have to add to her faith virtue. She's going to add to her, her to virtue knowledge. She's going to add to knowledge, self-control, like all these things. And we're teaching them and we're walking them. And they're growing, they're maturing, and they're intentional. And then all of a sudden, man, they're taking responsibility for the relationship with the Lord. And they're growing in Him, amen? In strength and in power. Help us, God. So add, 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 increase. Be willing to let your pain fill that flesh, amen? All right. Add to self-control perseverance. Um, if you if you read the uh, King James Version Bible, it says, it uses the word patience, but um, a lot of them, uh, most of them, is the word perseverance. They 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 go hand in hand. They're linked together. It's all good. So perseverance. What's perseverance? Persistence. Persistence in working through. I'm going to help somebody right now. Because we, we are in the midst of a generation that's not willing to go through anything that hurts. Come on. And I'm, I'm not like Peter. I'm not talking to the world. I'm talking to the church. But we don't want to go through stuff. We're not willing to go through stuff. It's easier just to get new than to go through what it takes to repair the old. Amen? And we just buy new stuff. Now, mechanically, I have to buy new stuff because I'm not mechanical. So I might mess around with it a little bit. I'll kick it. And then I'll try to start it. And I'm like, well, darn. So I might wiggle some wires. And I'll kick the other side. Don't laugh at me. Some of you guys have done this too. And then I'll pull it and it won't start. And I'm like, okay. Going to the store. <laughs> Got to replace that thing. I remember way back in the day. Um, how co- I'm, I'm t- I can't think of his name right now, but... Um, Barb and Faith's dad, Bill Connor. Most of you don't know Bill. Bill is an awesome guy. He's an older man, raised in a really tough generation, man. You didn't buy anything new. Anything new. Everything could be fixed. And the fix to everything was oil. Oil. So I was working the old tractor out there that one time, and he shows up, and anyways, he's messing with me out there, and I'm like, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to get a new one. And man, whew. 20 minutes later, after, th- after that, uh, I, got, I, got, I got taught a lesson there. And guess what? We fixed that thing, and it got oiled. Oil all over it. But you know, I'm talking about in our life and in situations and with people, and Peter saw, saw this, and he knew he's talking to the church, man, but he's saying, listen, you had to add to your self-control some perseverance. Perseverance is persistence in working through something despite difficulty. Persistence in working through something despite difficulty or delay. We don't like, we don't like difficult, and we don't like delay. I don't like either one of those things. I'm kind of getting mad right now preaching this. Persistence in two tough things in difficulty or delay. So in other words, Peter is saying, you're going to have to add to self-control the willingness to be able to see it through. 
To be able to see it through. To be able to go through some hard stuff. To not give up when it gets tough. Come on, somebody. Peter's saying, Peter is saying, to get to maturity, to see, to, to see growth, you've got to be willing to fight through tough stuff and not give up when it gets hard. How I many you know this walk isn't always easy? Friendships aren't easy. Marriage isn't easy. Raising children isn't easy. Having children isn't easy. Having parents is not easy. Life in general isn't easy. Being a part of a church isn't easy. Having a pastor isn't easy. Being a pastor is awesome. Lee, not easy. Peter's saying, guys, you're going to have to... I just get myself off track sometimes. Add to self-control perseverance. Don't quit. Don't quit on God. Don't quit on your marriage. Don't quit on your church. Come on. Be intentional. Press through. Persevere. Add to self-control perseverance. You guys good? How many are willing to go through some stuff for maturity? How many of you know that, that there is nothing wrong with conflict? Me and my, we, there, is, there, is, there is no one breathing that's going to agree on everything with you. There, we will, there is no way that as we move forward to church, there is, we are going to agree on everything. Our leadership team, we come together and we are, we, we are, we are good. I, I, we are so blessed and honored. But we have multiples and, and, and sets and groups for a reason so we can balance each other out and we'll agree, then we'll disagree and this and that and we'll all put everything in and then the end will be okay, okay, what are we going to agree on upon everything that's thrown in that we agree with and disagree with and then we agree, we agree to agree on what we need to agree on. Even though there's things in that agreement that we disagree with. Once you do it in your home, once you do it in your home, once you do it with your spouse, once you do it, I was going to say do it with your kids, but I just kind of tell them what's up. Add to. Everybody say add to. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me get through this. You guys got just a few more minutes. and Add, add to perseverance godliness. Godliness. So what is godliness? The, the, remember, this is your work, guys. Maybe there's a reason why you didn't mature. Maybe there's a reason why you were filled with passion for just a little bit after that encounter at the altar or after that, that ministry time or whatever. Maybe there's a reason why then it, it just went like this. Because we've got to add to our faith. That's why Peter says, as long as I'm in this tent, I'm going to stir you up. I love you because I want to see you grow. When I see you just kind of getting lazy and laying to the side, man, I'm going to, I'm going to be annoying to you. That's what Peter's saying. Because you don't know it all yet. Well, I'm 28 now and I was raised in church as a child. I pretty much got her mastered. Bless you. No. Come on, man. Let's grow. Let's grow. Let's get closer to the heart of God. I love to you too much, man, to see you slow down. So we press in, we press in, we press in. And now it says, add to perseverance godliness. Godliness. A genuine reverence towards God. Watch this. That governs. Now a governor controls. There are vehicles that they put 
that they put governors in. And I, again, sorry mechanics for messing this up, but I think I know this. They put governors in them like semis, right? That will only allow that semi to, to get up to a certain speed and then it maxes it out. It controls it up to that point. Is that right? Close enough. It governs. It controls. So, add to these things. Godliness. A genuine reverence towards God that governs or controls one's attitude towards every aspect in life. So the pursuit of becoming like Him, um, conforming to His Word, um, it's obedience. Come on. Add to it. Be diligent. Jesus, change me to be more like you, right? Change me to be more like you. It's not going to happen if we're just, if, if we're, if we aren't intentionally aiming for it. Add to it. Godliness. God, let there be a genuine reverence in my heart towards you that governs my attitude towards everything in life. Oh, I've been waiting for it. I just hope God gives this to me. No, I've got to add to it. I'm being intentional. Today, I am being intentional to add to my faith godliness. I'm going to be intentional today to add reverence towards God that's going to govern everything that I do. Do I take this? Do I not? Do I say that? Do I not say that? It kind of is linked together a little bit, I feel like, with self-control, guys. But it is, it's so, it's so powerful this, that, that, that we're adding to self-control, perseverance, and godliness. Help us, Lord. Isn't that so good? To godliness, brotherly kindness. The Passion Translation uses the word mercy. It's mercy towards your brother. I, I, so so uh, uh, I read this and I'm like, well, yeah, that's, I, this one we can do. It's no problem. We're good with this one, right? Brotherly kindness. But I'm not talking about the brother sitting next to you. If they're sitting next to you, that's easy. Or they wouldn't be sitting next to you. You walking with me? So I'm like, yeah, brotherly kindness. Then the Lord said, you know, your brother includes the one who offended you. The one who attacked you. The one that hurt you. Come on, somebody. And he says, mercy. Just because he did wrong doesn't mean he doesn't deserve mercy. You did wrong, and I gave you mercy. We're getting real now. Come on, somebody. See, we're adding to our faith. This is maturity. We know maturity changes you. We handle things. We heal faster. We give things to the Lord. We add to our faith brotherly kindness. We add to our faith mercy. Come on. Maybe you need to stop talking about Him and go love on Him. Maybe you need to stop talking about them and go talk to them. Maybe this is a key element of the reason why you've stopped maturing. Because you're not adding to your faith this part. Come on. Alright, well, I just feel like I really got you quiet on that one. Y'all was all just having fun a while ago. Now I jump into some relational stuff here and we all just ready to go eat lunch. This could be a good place for my joke right here now that it got quiet. This would be a great spot for it. Give everybody a lot of self-control. Add to brotherly, add, add to, okay. Add to brotherly, is you guys doing okay? 
Okay. <sighs> Add to brotherly kindness or mercy love. Okay. This is good. It's interesting to me that Peter didn't put love at the top of the list. Um, there's like an order structure, like you got to get this one first or blah, blah, blah. But here you put it at the bottom. It's almost to me like when I read it like that and I see it down there, it's kind of like, uh, and this, this is just how I see it. I, I think they're all equal, but to me it's almost like, uh, hey, if you don't do this in love, like you list it all, and then add to it love, and it's like, if you don't do this in love, in genuineness from your heart, it's not going to take root. Right? Like love is, the, love, is, love is the key in adding to all of these things. And add to, add to, add to your godliness and brotherly kindness. Add to it. Add to it love. Love is long-suffering. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't prate itself. It's not puffed up. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not provoked. <clears throat> it, it doesn't think evil. It doesn't rejoice in unfair or immoral behavior. But it rejoices. It celebrates in truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It never gives up. Come on. These, this is what, Paul, uh, Paul, uh, what Peter is, is t- telling the church to add to their faith. Now I got to add this stuff. Now this, now that's that's all. That's him. That's his love. But now I'm 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 becoming uh, uh, as a child of God, as a bond servant, and I'm growing in my knowledge of God uh, to, uh, with the help of the divine power that I've been giving. Come on, becoming a partaker of the very divine nature of God as I'm growing and maturing, as my eyes are locked on Jesus in the fear of the Lord and out of reverence, and in that I'm adding to then all of these things that. That's flowing through my life. And I'm adding to my life. I'm adding to my faith, love, and all these different aspects of that. Diligently, diligently adding to our faith these things. Okay. I'll finish with this. What was that? Like an owl? I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty distracted today. I've been wanting to do this the whole time I was preaching, but then I thought I'd probably throw you guys off a tad bit. And <laughs> of course, now I did. So my ending is probably not going to end well. But maybe I'll get to tell my joke. Okay, you got your Bible open still? Look at look at uh, verse eight. We had fun today, didn't we? Don't you just like to have fun? Isn't it good to laugh? Aren't you glad we can laugh together? Me too. Aren't you glad church is fun? I mean, not this fun, but I'm glad it's fun. Not like this fun. Um. For if these things are yours, cause so, so everything that we walk through today, okay? If these things are yours and they abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord, and, and, uh, uh, Lord Jesus Christ. That word abound... Because I'm, talk, I'm talking about my... The, the, the title for this sermon the last two weeks was Intentional Growth because you're not going to grow without intention. Because you've got to add to it. And then with His divine power, that's the source that, that adds the fuel and, and, we, and everything that I've preached, so I won't do it again. But this is... This word abound means to exist in large numbers. To exist in large numbers. 
So nowhere in this is like a frail, a frail little Christian that has just enough strength in them to get by every day, right? And to not be fruitful, to not be powerful, to not be effective in their family, to not be effective in their school. Come on, this word "abound" is 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 plentiful. It's a it, it's it, it's large numbers or amount, and that is that is a big deal. So here, Peter is saying in verse eight, he says, "So so." If if faith and virtue and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and mercy and love are added to and increasing and growing, and if they abound, if they're plentiful because you've been doing your work with the power that's been given to you, then Peter says, then you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord. For a lot of people, they come in. I mean, I just don't know why. Feel like I've been in a desert for a long time, and it's hot, and it's sandy, and it's miserable, and I just don't feel God anymore, and I don't hear God anymore, and I just—it's like my passion's gone, and my fire's gone, and I'm just dragging along, and I just want to hug them and love them, and like, Pastor, can you pray for me? Give me the fire of God, and I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe, and you'll have an encounter of God in this moment, and He'll just kind of awake that inside of you but the truth of it is Peter for every one of it's it's why it's why he says until I die he's about to die man I am going to stir this up in you because these these are the key elements of you being full of God these are the key elements of you walking out of here and living a different life than you lived when you came in. This is a key element of the strongholds and the addictions. This is a key element of you walking out of here and being able to come back next Sunday morning with a clean conscience maybe for the first time in months or a year because you were able to sustain the joy of the Lord. And you added to your faith godliness all week long, man. Come on. And because you were pursuing the knowledge of the Lord, God graced you with the divine power and you were able to encounter the divine nature of the Lord. Man, and you sat out in that parking lot all morning long, you just couldn't wait to get in here. Isn't that so good? No one can do it but you. I have to take responsibility for my walk with God. I've got to add to my faith all of these things with His divine power because I can't do it in my own strength. But I've got to choose them. I've got to apply them. I've got to add to it. Come on, someone. Are we doing good today? So you'll neither be barren nor unfruitful. I'm just going to define these two things and pray for you because Lord bless our nursery workers. So you're neither barren. You know what barren is? It means unable to produce. Unable to produce. I don't know about you, but I've, I've been in places in my life before where I've been barren. Anybody else can we testify? It's not very good, is it? It stinks. How many can testify that when you do get to a place where you're in barren, it's really hard to get out of being unbarren? Because once you get to a place where you're in barren, it feels pretty hopeless to get out of it. But I'm, giving you, I'm telling you today that there's hope. So if you're in a place of barrenness, I can tell you Jesus is way bigger than your barrenness. But how many you know you're going to have to do some work? We've got to make some decisions that we're not going to be barren. 
unfruitful means unproductive, whatever. So Peter said, Peter said, if these things, but if these things abound in you, in other words, if these things are plentiful in your life, then you won't be, you won't be barren. You won't be unable to produce. You won't be unproductive. If these things are plentiful in you, come on somebody, right? But then he says this, he says, whoever lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. That's too late, but I'm going to preach on that, but I'm just not going to. So be even more diligent to make your calling, your election share. I'm going to pray for you guys. Amen. Don't really know what needs to happen right now. I'm going to have Pastor Craig come up and play for a minute. I do feel like I'm going to pray for some people, for some things. I just don't know what just yet, but um, everybody doing good? It's a good word, right? Don't we just love it when the Lord gives us things that we need to do instead of us giving Him things that He needs to do for us? You know, let me me just say this real quick. We really had a great week this week. And uh, uh, I experienced a lot of freedom yesterday morning uh, being ministered to by some folks and I didn't even realize how much I needed to be ministered to. I was I knew that I needed to be ministered to and I knew there was some brokenness in me, but I didn't under really see the depth of some of the things that I had going on in my life and how deep it was. And just in the most beautiful, gentle sweetest way in my office me and two precious people that I've never met before we just walked through with the Holy Spirit and identified things and where 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 it came in where they came in what what happened we just recognized those moments and we just gave that stuff to the Lord and we prayed together and man I just want I could just feel each each thing as we just gave it to the Lord I could just feel that weight that weight that weight that weight the reason why I'm telling you that is because my, my, my message today is about adding to. Here's the thing. I feel great today. I'm joyful. I mean, I feel my, my flesh doesn't feel good because I'm like sweating right now. and I might have a fever, but I don't know. But in here, but most importantly in here, but even more important than that, you know what's healthy today? My soul. My soul is healthy. But now I have to add to it. I got to do my work now. I got to add to my faith the virtue, the knowledge, the self-control that it's in. I think I'm done. I'm going to have I'm going to have you stand and I'm just going to have Craig sing a song. If no one comes, no one comes. If you come, you come. Uh, but but this here's the last thing that I just want to share with you real quick. This is what the Lord gave me during worship time because I wasn't sure how I was even going to do altar. I feel like this word kind of stands alone and now we just need to go apply it, right? But one of, but one of the thing, one thing that the Lord showed me during offering time to share with you, I wrote it down. Let me read it to make sure I get it right. But, so this has to be for someone and I just want to pray for you if, if you'll allow me to. But He said, when something is, when something is weighted down, it's hard to add to it. 
Does that make sense to anybody? Because our message is adding to our faith all of these things. And I really feel like the Lord's saying there's people that really want to do that, but they're so weighted down with other stuff, it's like there's not room to add to it. So the Lord says, get off what doesn't belong and make room. So I just want to ask some people here today, if you'll bow your head and close your eyes. I think I, think I want to ask maybe, if you have unnecessary weight of hurt, um, just pain, if you have sin in your life that you want to get rid of this morning, if you have weight that you need to get rid of to make room to add to your faith these things, I'm just going to ask you to just raise your hand. You can just stay right where you're at. I'm just going to pray with you. Just raise your hand up high. So I just feel like the, sometimes the Lord just wants us to give a public display. So I'm just saying, Lord, by faith, I'm lifting my hands up to you. Because I'm telling you what, uh, what you're doing is you're raising your hand saying, I'm, I'm, I, I'm no longer going to be barren. I'm no longer going to be barren, unproductive, unfruitful. Come on. I'm releasing. I'm giving this stuff to the Lord. Then I'm going to begin to add to my faith. So, amen. So let me pray for you right now, and then I'll, I'll pray with all of us together. So, so, Lord Jesus, I just pray for every man and woman here today. I thank You for those, God, that have just lifted their hands, that have said, God, I've, I've been in that place. Maybe I'm in that place right now where, where I am weighted down with things that don't belong in me. I'm weighted down with grief. I'm weighted down with anger. I'm weighted down maybe with offense. I'm weighted down with pain. I've allowed sin in my life, maybe, and there are certain sins that are weighing me down, and I want to release those things. Lord, You know what each of them are in each person. I'm just so thankful that today they are brave enough and honest enough and hungry enough to say, Lord, I want that weight off of me today. So Lord, I agree with them in the power of Jesus' name right now and through the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare those things to be broken off of them right now. Shame and guilt and fear and anger and offense have got to go right now. I declare pure hearts and pure minds and the weight of that stuff, God, come off of them right now for the glory of God. Thank You, Jesus. Now, God, I just pray for those that so uh, freely and openly raise their hands, God, uh, for, for sin. I pray for them if there's an addiction. I pray, God, if it's, if it's alcohol, if it's nicotine, if it's, if it's uh, pornography, sexual addiction, whatever it is, I declare that it has no authority and no power over them. I declare that You have gifted them and with You in them, they have they, the, the self-control is available. You can give them all things that pertain to godliness. So there is hope for that thing. They can say no. They can run from it. They can persevere. They don't have to quit. Come on, come on, God. You can give them that power to keep running, to keep 
going to keep fighting to find that victory. So I declare over everyone here today, God, as they personally and privately call that sin out to you right now, God, I agree with them and all of heaven and declare, God, by the power of one drop of your blood that that sin is forgiven right now as they confess it. And God, let the power of that sin and maybe even addiction be broken off of them, God, for your glory. And we just praise you for that in Jesus' name. Now, God, I pray over this whole house right now that we would add to our faith. Come on. That we would add to our faith. I declare, God, that we are not lazy and that we are not going to be distracted. I declare that we take responsibility. We thank you so many times, God. You do it. You free us. You take the weight off. You heal us. You deliver us. You're always, you're so good. You're always so faithful, God. But we often don't do our part, God. We don't mature because we don't always do our part, God. So we declare today over this house, God, that you're awakening and raising and empowering a church of believers that's becoming mature and powerful because we're adding to our faith virtue, God. We're adding to our faith knowledge and self-control and godliness and brotherly kindness and perseverance and love and all these things, God. So Lord, let that stir in. Let us realize we got work to do today, God. I'm, I can, I've got to take responsibility for me, God. I'm going to add to my faith godliness, God. I'm going to do it, God. My character matters. I'm adding to my character, God. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, God. I'm going to make better decisions. I'm going to say no where I need to be say no. I'm going to have self-control to keep my mouth closed, God. I'm going to have self-control to turn my ear away from conversations that I don't need to have my ear turned into, God. I'm going to add to my faith, God, so that I can have an abundance of all that you have and that we can be partakers of your divine nature through your divine power. And we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you. I bless you. See you tonight. Sorry to keep you a little late today. Well, not really, but... Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time, 